Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with beautiful Kimberly Rose. Thank you, Ed. Hello, everyone. So this is an, another show uh, for our furry friends. For those who love furry friends, uh, this has been a spectacular month because we keep bringing up outstanding guests and great topics, all directly tied to our furry loved ones. Yes. Now, today, no different. Today, we have an outstanding guest. We have an outstanding topic today we're exploring treatment alternatives with your vet why did we phrase this topic the way we did interestingly enough the focus will be on pet seizure and there will be a story around this and it will be a story uh, you'll love this it'll be a story around mr stanley bear and from that story, we're going to share a wealth of knowledge with you today regarding pet seizures and how to interact with your veterinarian around treatments. Because it's still a gray area. And anybody who has attempted this already knows this. But what we want to do is arm those. We also want to arm those who may have to deal with this. It is not a comfortable thing. I would absolutely say that when you hear my guest today, she will agree this is not a comfortable place to be, but you have to get over it. So let's go with welcoming our guest. Her name is Heather Isgrig. We finally call her, refer to her as Izzy. All right. Izzy is a very, very unique woman. Love her to death. You will too. She is a tough love coach and cheerleader. Now, if that doesn't do it, how about the rest of this? A gray hair revolution party supporter. <laughs> and I frame this as the art of aging. And yes, I did get that from her. And I agree there should be a pathway for that. Also, and my favorite, crusader for bringing back the body's ability to heal itself. All right. This is Izzy. Izzy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy Friday, everybody. Right? Thank I'm so glad we have this spot. We've had it for almost three years now. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's super high energy. If you've ever, you know, listened to our show, which I know you have, and I, I, that was a dumb question. Kim and I use this show to kind of like wind down our week. Are we right. It's, it's a great end to a week. Uh, you know, where we just can have fun for an hour and just <laughs> Well, and share. Sharing is a big part for us. Yeah. Now, let's get in because we have a lot to talk about today. Can you share a, a, a bit of this story on Mr. Stanley Bear? Yes. Um, happy Friday. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be sure. here. Um, yes. We are, too. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, yeah, to share Mr. Stanley Bear's story. Uh, yes, it's 
a quick background on me and how this all kind of came to be is that um, I do go by Izzy. Uh, I will answer to Heather or Izzy, though, just for the record. But I am an empowerment coach for women, and I do that through my so-called reality. But I, it's just such, it's amazing. I'm always in awe at how the universe works. And so like a lot of people during the pandemic, I kind of was reevaluating my values and balance became like a big thing that I was focusing on. And so I started kind of meditating. I got a dog and then I decided to let my hair go natural and start a YouTube channel to support women. And so those three things kind of end up being the trifecta of what we're going to talk about today. And I am super excited and thrilled to be here. I am so happy to hear that. And so I, I actually got the chance to see you on a newsreel. Yes. Regarding Mr. Stanley Bear. Yes. And now, I, I I don't know if it's a troubling discussion for you or not. But no, it used to be. It's it, been about a about a year now, okay, almost a year. You. Yeah. It looks very traumatic. It was. Kimberly, did did you ever watch that newsreel? I may not have shared it with you. No, I did not see that. How old? Let me. Can I ask? There how old is Stanley there? Well, Stanley just had his birthday this week, so oh. he is three years old oh, um, on uh, July sixteenth. And yes, and in that three years, he has had quite uh, quite a life. So it was about a year ago. It was September twenty fifth, and I was walking him around our neighborhood, kind of the same path that we always do. And there was a woman who had two dogs that was walking her dogs. And they actually, she was reaching down to pick up some of their, you know, poop, their poop. Yep. <laughs> and then the dog saw Stanley uh, across the street and then darted for him. And uh, she lost control of both of the dogs. And they were both over 100 pounds each. And so the one locked on to Stanley's leg mm -hmm. and uh, we ended up being, it was like 25 minutes of this in this neighbor's front yard. That's a long time. It is a, a long time. They enough for them to dispatch a, the helicopter to look for us. But whoever had called, there was, I guess, several calls into 911, okay. but they had the wrong location. So actually we got saved uh i had a, one neighbor came out that took i actually had to hold the other dog because i couldn't save St stanley because there was two dogs going okay, right so i grabbed the other one and the owner had the one that was attacking stanley a woman came out of her uh house to help stanley and then another woman just showed up behind me and finally took control of the dog that i was holding yep. so we were now stuck but i couldn't get the dog to release so Finally, a guy on a skateboard brought gave me his skateboard, and I tried to uh, use the skateboard, and that didn't work either. And Good. Oh, so then his girlfriend ran and got mace, and that was what did it. Finally. So yeah, so after I sprayed him with mace, the you know the dog released, which moral of that story is to even if it's 8 30 in the morning I, I think a lot of women feel you carry mace at night when you're going to your car you don't really carry it at 8 30 in the morning mm -hmm. so that would be a side note for that but anyway so uh we tried to save his leg because he had a huge hole in his in his leg because they had um and so after a week of going to the vet every single day and just it was just oozing so bad it was gross that they just tried everything and then it just 
basically they said that it was like a 50 50 chance of keeping it and that if it was he probably would never be able to use it the correct way and then so the amputation just sounded better so but basically the how it all rolled out is i mean it was a month of extreme like a, a week of all kinds of pain medicine so you have all the anesthesia that he went through to get the amputation plus all of the recovery which was like about an oh, about a good month probably okay. and then um fast forward to about three months ago he started having seizures yeah and so this is kind of brings us to kind of where we are now yep. because my initial thought was that he had so many so much pain medicine and so much from that particular situation that it had probably done some damage to his liver and to his kidneys so okay. i was that's where we, we went to the vet to find out and that's okay. kind of where and that's where our story is going to start right. today yes mm -hmm. But the background was absolutely important, mm -hmm. uh, I think, to to help us with our conversation today. Can I ask, uh, how many pounds is he, Mr. Stanley Bear? He was about 33 pounds. He's probably about 30 now. Okay. And um, what other question did I want? Were those dogs, did I hear, I know they were over 100 pounds. Yeah. Do you remember the breed? Yeah, they were uh, pit bull bulldog mixes. Okay. Not that I want to, you know, I, it, it just is what it was. There's, they were scary. So thank yeah. goodness they were not regular size because he's tall enough and they were squatty enough that yeah. I feel like that was, he was tall enough that they could only really get to his, okay. his limb and not okay. his neck. All right. Which, you know. Yeah. Well, because yeah. that breed tends to lock on and not let go. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which I've learned a lot of tricks on how to do that now you have yeah. uh, and feel free to share that well too. sticking your finger in their rear end it was something that oh, i would have never thought in a million years but i would have done it i would i absolutely i would have done anything yeah Holy but smokes. Yeah. yeah and then choking them out like in a wrestler hold uh, yeah which i don't know on these dogs dangerous like mm. then they're gonna clamp on you they could um the i think with these dogs they were so uh stout that yeah. their necks were just they had no neck right. you know what i mean like with so the pit i feel like you them. actually right. have a little bit of a neck yeah. but these were a little bit more wide if that makes sense but they they did have harnesses on which um well but honestly so we have 100 pound dogs okay um and they're golden retrievers there's they're never gonna attack but if my male wanted to go he I would not be able to stop him. No. I physically would not be able to. I was, so I can't imagine yeah. if two of them, a female with 200, you just don't, you can't, You do, if they want to do it, they're going to do it. Exactly. That's what I tell Ed all the time. I'm like, I couldn't take them both together. I can take one. And even him, I'm a little leery about taking him by himself. Because again, if he wants to go, I'm either being drugged behind him <laughs> or I'm letting go because it's not he he's just that strong no it that i think maybe if she was attached by like the you know like those belts yeah maybe that could have because she could have sat down yeah but it would have been the same situation she was right. bigger than me but not a very big woman to wow. have two dogs like that for sure yeah. and she's still missing so we still haven't been able to find her after even with five uh people oh my gosh so there. she didn't stay with the dog no and, and I, you and yeah oh so and i thought that you know she was just going to take the dogs back to the place and because she knew 
the one lady came out of the house right in front of us. So she clearly knew that that lady lived there. Mm -hmm. So my thought was that she was going to do the right thing, Mm -hmm. that she would go and get these dogs handled and then come back and reach out to uh, the the woman that lived there. Otherwise, I would have um, gone after her, but I was actually attacked on my hand. So I had to go to the emergency room and then he had to go to the emergency room. So it was, oh wow, that's... and I was, yeah. So I was just trying to get safe. And so I was like screaming to have somebody chase her down, but the one girl did get in her car and she was gone, which made people think, well, maybe she's not from the neighborhood. And then maybe she had taken her dogs, uh, brought them to our neighborhood, I guess. Maybe had her actual neighborhood kicked her out. Well, that those those dogs, a lot of, I know that my particular complex has a ban against the weight limits and uh, breed limits on dogs. And so it is difficult. I know uh, insurance companies, homeowners. Yes. Well, I didn't, I got on next door, the next door app to try to, you know, facilitate somebody finding her. And I had no idea that, that um, pit owners did have a lot of problems with that with, or even big dogs just in general, like Mm -hmm. even Great Danes, I think there's Yes, yes. Yeah, we're we're well, that's we a are tra- aware. Tragic story. It yes. you know, it's it, a pet owner's worst nightmare. Yeah, cuz you're thinking I'm not taking him to the dog park. I'm yeah. not I've got him on a leash, you know, I'm just doing my little loop that I do every morning. Yeah. So, yeah. It, <sighs> but a lot of things opened up that were good on that too, I got to say. The okay. Well, I you know, hey, listen, our listeners will certainly gain some valuable insight. Uh, and appreciate your being being able to share, uh, which brings me. I want to talk about the my so my so called reality, but I would like to move that towards uh, the later part of this show if we can, because I think the story has moved us in to this topic. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the seizure. Do you remember? Uh, so I I went to the link that you had shared with me. Uh, and it was a veterinarian who was discussing the three different types of seizures that a pet might fall into. And the had, do you remember, did yeah. you decide that it was the third one? No, well, that was, or, no, I didn't you have decide that. that okay. Because that was um, the third, basically there's three areas. You have an outside area for causes, inside area, and then the, the last one. But the last one is... Um, um, idiopathic epilepsy and that is diagnosed by exclusion so basically if they can't figure out then they kind of default to that right and so once i saw the first because he the first part was outside uh issues that can happen because basically it's a burst of uh electrical impulse in that cerebral cortex which is the front part of the brain so it's Mm -hmm. a problem with the brain yeah so we have the outside was low blood sugar, uh, liver issues, kidney issues, maybe electrolytes, or he ate something like a toxin. Okay. And so I thought that he fell more into that category. If I'm just being honest with like the whole context of when he had the seizure okay. and, um, but again, you know, until you do test results or you get the blood test done, which we did have all the panels done and everything came back clear, okay. which, then it really, you know, kind of leaves you open to kind of what do you want to do then at that point? Yeah. And, and I, and I, I wanted to ask a question so that when our audience fell in that same spot mm-hmm. that they got to hear from you. Well, but the doctor doesn't give you a prescription if you, um, if there's, if everything comes back clear, right? So there is no anti-seizure prescription if he's clean, if it's, no, that's that was what was um, 
what put me here is because even though everything came back clear, you know, it took probably about 10 days to get everything back. Mm -hmm. And so in between the first, you know, before I got the results, I kind of did a little research. And then when the results came back clear, they still uh, prescribed a a script for levotracetam and wanted to do it immediately. They wanted Mm -hmm. him on it right away. Mm -hmm. And that's like two to three times a day. Yeah. Levotracetan. Yeah. Most common side effects include sleepiness and coordination in dogs and cats and decreased appetite and coordination, drooling, sleepiness, and most common are the ones most commonly occur. Serious side effects include persistent vomiting or sudden change in behavior. So did you go put him on that? No. No. Okay. That's what I decided that considering that they didn't know. Mm-hmm. which which if it was an outside issue an inside issue or All epilepsy right. for sure i just thought well maybe i could you know because again we, we'll go into the treatments but you have like an extreme treatment that you do in emergency situations and then yep. you have a maintenance treatment yep. so i just wanted to see what other options were available and then that's when the universe did the whole farmer's market to the farmer you know and then i found you guys and yeah and thought yep. oh this sounds like something that Kind of, I love it because you can do it in an emergency situation and you can do it for maintenance. And I know I'm not a vet, but I felt like Stanley, the big thing for me was he was, it was happening at night when he was sleeping. And so a lot of times when I was looking at the stuff, they said that that's kind of indicative to low blood sugar, which would explain him to his demeanor, if you will, because he is a soft-coated Wheaton Terrier. And if Anybody out there has got a Wheaton. You know the Wheaton greeting. These dogs are high energy, full of love, but they are definitely family dogs. So uh-huh. the, the fear of missing out is a big thing for them. So you have a, a Wheaton that's already got a disposition that way. And then you have, I got him during the pandemic. Okay. So he got a totally warped sense oh, of reality yes. of what his actual oh, days were going to look like. <laughs> yeah. I was not going to be home yeah. and do that. And then he lost a leg. Yeah. So he, you know, we had a, a, a bonding closeness with that. So his separation right anxiety <laughs> is real, you know, and I, before I just throw him on some kind of uh, prescription, I yeah. would rather yeah. try to see if we can get him back to that homeostasis and right. that balance that, uh, which I loved about all the stuff that I was reading. Yeah. I actually, and I have a few little yeah. things from studies. I, yeah. I, instead of bringing the entire studies, cause yeah. we have plenty of shows uh, that to talk to veterinarians' views and clinical studies peer-reviewed on the efficacy of CBD for pets. But instead of bringing those 30-page you know, reports and going through them, I just took little snippets okay. of them uh, just to share with our audience to give them your journey, but in a shorter version mm-hmm. of it. Because I know mm-hmm. you went and you checked these things out. But gosh, we've had many of years I've already not knowing this stuff we've have we have already done this path a, a dozen times over again for uh our clients and yeah we could just make it easier for everybody to understand how yeah. this really works out go ahead so so you chose so for the first reaction of the veterinarian was to let's put him on a medication well right exactly uh, levit 
tricetam. Yeah, levotricetam. And I I had asked when I was there initially to get the test, I had asked about CBD specifically because I know I had worked in a, a another environment where they had used it for children that had epileptic seizures. Mm-hmm. So that was my first, I'm like, well, my goodness, if they are you know, experimenting with children, it seems like that would be something that would be worth like trying it out on the the dog for sure. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair conclusion. Right. And, you know, with the other ones, there was going to be some uh, liver testing needed, uh, you know, periodically mm-hmm. to be put on these uh, prescription drugs. And I felt like with his background of having so much trauma and so much, so many different cocktails of drugs that I just really wanted to try to stay away from giving him any more, you know, issues to the liver or kidney if possible. So what did you do next after finding, uh, after hearing his recommendation, your veterinarian's recommendation? Did uh, you go here? Yeah. Well, no, the first thing I did is I started to look up what are the three main drugs that would be possibly um, mm-hmm. uh, prescribed. And then I went and looked at like, I even went on Chewy and just got uh, reviews, you know, everybody goes on reviews and just to see like what, uh, other people were saying. And a lot of them, the biggest thing was they were talking about was behavior issues. And so then that's where I got this peer review paper. And I realized that that's, yeah. Okay. That, uh, especially if your dog already has a disposition for behavior issues, it looks like (laughs) this might aggravate it. Yeah. So, but I have a feeling you are already somebody who questions today's norm anyway. Yes. All right. Um, Can I ask, how did your vet react to the thought of possibly CBD? I was going to ask the same question. Great. Um, You know, they said that they kind of dismissed it. Mm -hmm. And then they said that it could induce the seizures, which I thought was a little weird considering that we hadn't had any test results back. Mm -hmm. So I think you know, if I'm being completely honest, like once the test results came back and then they prescribed something anyway, without having any proof of anything, they kind of lost me a little bit there. So that made me kind of feel like I was in college and I needed to be my own advocate of, you know, if I was going to graduate on time and make sure that I, you know, Mm -hmm. looked through all my stuff, you know? So then I was like, okay, well, and then that's when, um, you know, this was brought up and I thought, oh man, this sounds great. Uh, but yeah, I, I was a little surprised. I, I do love my vet because, again, he's gone through. I We've been to several vets, if you can imagine, in the last year, yeah. many different surgery yeah. units and stuff. So you I have to have an appreciation. Yes, huh? I absolutely do. Well, let's go there next. Yep. Let's go there next because I don't think uh, I don't think they are in a really good spot Correct. when it comes to alternative medication and general, but specifically cannabis based. And here's why. Um, and so I'm just reading this right out of a uh, article I had read as proven in multiple studies, CBD can be effective safety therapy for many animals. So already we know that we've read 30 or 40 different clinical reviewed studies over the years, absolutely confirming efficacy. Absolutely. Um, okay. So it begs the question then why more veterinarians are not recommending it. Well, listen to this one. So. 2018 Farm Bill removed hemp as a definition, you know, removed it from the definition of marijuana, then making hemp legal. But the bill preserved the the United States Food and Drug Administration's right to regulate this product under the Food, Drug, Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act. 
Now, if anybody has followed this story, I know you haven't followed as much as Kim and I have for the last six years, but FDA keeps refusing to do anything with cannabis. FDA currently did a very quick uh, review and acceptance of a drug for seizures right off the bat. Their normal process is about 14 months. They did this one as soon as CBDs became popular. So, you know, it's been now five years ago. It ran it through in 90 days at half the price and put it out into the market. And since then, FDA has stood back and said, nope, 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 nope. Finally, Congress, by the way, uh, we've had these shows uh, recently. Congress is taking over and is going to make the decision. And then FDA will have to then abide by it. Uh, so that's where it's landed. But hear this. So so veterinarians cannot legally prescribe CBD as a treatment program, protocol and must use diligence when discussing its use with clients because FDA has said it to be that way yeah. until it was made legally friendly. So, but they gave FDA the right to control. And, and under most cases, you'd want this. You want FDA to come in and regulate it. But that's the problem. They did not. And they have not for four years now. And these poor veterinarians are sitting around having these conversations with their pet owners and their freaking hands are tied. Now, when I read further, they are just sending them. Go down to this shop down here. We, we've had sent clients there before. We're good. And we believe in their products. Go get it. And they're not schlepping the pharmaceuticals. I do. I mean, that's what I was going to, why I was asking. I have one vet and I'm not going to say their name because I don't want them to get in trouble, <laughs> but they send their clients over to the store yeah. to uh, put them on some sort of pet CBD. They're all seizure dogs, pretty much. There are some anxiety dogs and some pain, you know, arthritic dogs. Now, most of my customers also do a little anti-seizure medication, um, but the CBD is is always there every night. They they swear by it. They're they do it every day there and their seizures are maybe once a month and they're very small. And unfortunately, a lot of dogs have their seizures in the nighttime. So you're not awake or whatever, because, you know, also if they're having a seizure, you can slip some CBD in there and it'll calm it way down. So, I mean, I have one customer, she's like, we have a you know, ring cameras all in the house. We put them up just in case the dog has a seizure while we're out to dinner or out somewhere. And we, you know, try and rush back and get there and so that it's not so traumatic. But she's like, this is, I can't tell you how much this has helped in this situation. It's, it's amazing. Well, let me, let me get this last piece so that we can tie those two, uh, things that Izzy ran into, and then we can further conversation from this. So this is a peer-reviewed study. I chose something that was very recent. This is July of 2022. Uh, safety and efficacy of cannabidiol, uh, hemp extract, and treatment of refractory epileptic seizures in dogs. Okay, I should first say that in the treatment of idiopathic epilepsy in dogs is what this study was designed around. They used 14 dogs over a 24-week randomized crossover study they were given the dogs placebos and then the ones who actually got the cbd were given two milligrams per kilogram or 
literally every 12 hours, so twice a day. So two milligrams of CBD per kilogram of body weight. Okay, and they did this over a 24-week period. Results demonstrated that besides a mild increase in alkaline phosphates, there was no alterations observed on routine blood works at 2, 6, and 12 weeks during either arm of the study. Epileptic seizures frequency decreased across the population from a mean 8 to a mean of 3.6. That's significant. And this was under controlled studies. Now, for your point, Kimberly, use of 2 milligrams per kilogram every 12 hours of CBD rich hemp extract can have benefits. No, wait a minute. Oh, wait. Can have benefits in reducing the incidence of epileptic seizures when used concurrently with other ACMs. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be right now from our experience with our clients, as well as a peer-reviewed study suggests that putting those two together can be uh, even more effective in decreasing the amount of seizures, but we still have this problem. Yeah, well, I. but what my customers are saying is they're using less of the pharmacy. Yeah, so at least that helps with that, yeah. right? Because I, I, I pointed to what it, what the problem was, but it didn't say it out loud. It's the behavior. The, it's the, some of the side effects of these pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everyone at this table knows that a pharmaceutical is oftentimes a single molecule solution. It doesn't know how to create balance in your system. It only knows how to target the problem where your ECS system knows how to balance that cannabinoids aren't something they go in and target a problem. Cannabinoids fuel the ECS system to do what it does really well, which is bring balance and homeostasis to immune support, all of it, all the systems that are affected in this area, including that burst of signaling that happens in the brain. Your ECS system, your endocannabinoid system is the management of that process. Yeah. And so, of course, this would be very effective at it. But veterinarians are, you know, you know, you can't see this, but the image of me with handcuffs and my arms behind my back is exactly where they're at. And some get frustrated so much so that I bet the response that you got was a legitimate response. It's a liability. It's that they're just oh covering God. their butt with it. And that's, yeah. which I, I completely understand. But yeah. but even as a dog owner, when you, and I did this way back before CBD was even around, because you want your dog to feel as good and be happy and be all the things. Yeah. But if I knew then what I know now, I don't know if I'd put my dog on a prescription that needs blood work every three months to check the liver because that's ultimately what I got to the end of where we can't give this dog any more of this medication. And I said, okay, well, what else can we do? And there was nothing. And to add to that, the withdrawal, if you do try to take them off Ah, something like that. So once you start on something, a lot of times it's hard to pull that off. So you would be weaning them with the CBD anyway, almost. Mm -hmm. I mean, that allows you, that's what I love about it is because I mean, I'm just, they have the hypothesis, uh, a hypothesis as well as I, as far as like what what's bringing them on, and this allows me to play with mine and know like when I know that I'm going to be gone and I know he's going to be, then I can kind of 
you know, organize it. And so far I will say that, I mean, he's been on it. He hasn't had a seizure since. So, and I'm not doing a every single day thing, but I am like, if I know that I'm going to be gone or I know that it, that this could be a hot spot for him or something, mm-hmm. then that's when I do it. And I love it. And the, and the fact that I can do it if he's having one. Yes. Two amazing. Well, I, I captured little snippets from, you know, I went to, you know, just some popular medical sites uh, that lead, list drug, uh, drug uh, interactions and side effects. And so I've got phenobarbital, I got zonazamide, I've got levotriacetam, and I did put cannabidiol, uh, cannabidiol on here. And there are no known side <laughs> effects. And I'm like, okay, so if I was <laughs> if I was a furry parent, uh, a parent of a furry furry uh, family member, yes. I would be um, okay. Does it work? Is my only question. Yes, that's that's the that's all you want. You yeah. want them to not feel pain and yeah. not have to deal with that. Even yeah. though they say that, you know, there were two a couple things that. It's like, does he feel it? What, like, does he know that it's happening from yeah. the vet? And they're like, no, they don't really know what's going on until afterwards. And then can he die in the middle of a seizure? That was the other question that I had. Yeah. And they said that that typically does not happen. But it can. It can, but yeah. very rarely do. would you come home and they would be, you know. Yeah. So that I guess that made me feel a little bit more confident about trying something else. Because you, okay. know? you had a little bit of room. Yeah, I yeah. felt like I had a little that bit more sense. To yeah. experiment and to, you know, definitely go with something that was more natural to begin with. Because, I mean, that's always going to be there if I have to go that route. But why not? Good point. You know, Very good point. Why not try something? Yeah. Because I've also, you know, as soon as your dog has a seizure, you'll have people say, oh, my dog had a seizure twice and then never had one ever again, ever. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that happens a lot. So if he is in that category, then I don't want to put him on something that's, we don't know. So that we don't know. This that, allows me yeah. to. I don't know and be okay with it. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, listen, we're going to, we're going to take our break now because actually that was a really good place to stop. I mean, we've got a chance to kind of go full circle, but there's still so much more to be had, but let's take a break. And then when we come back. We'll do a little bit more sharing and start to get to that place where we can help others who are in this spot, maybe move through this process with a little less heartache and challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll take a break. Make sure to come back and we'll be back in just two minutes. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Channel. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. <laughs> Kimberly Rose and Izzy. Listen, I know that was a fun opening, but the reality is, is this can be an emotionally challenging subject. Uh, we have friends who have gone through this process and one of them uh, not too long ago, and it wasn't a good outcome. So, and I know Kimberly has patients that she deals with on a monthly basis, and I'm pretty sure your heart goes out to them because I, I'm dealing with it, even though you probably see the better side of it yes yeah once it's under control i'm pretty sure those pet parents are coming in there's a lot less stress on their face yeah yeah because if you can reduce the i mean obviously the whole experience is traumatic i i can imagine yeah but if you can reduce that trauma for both your dog and yourself that is just and most of my parents that come in for pet cbd also are like and i just want to tell you I take it myself also. <laughs> and I'm like, that's great. That one, is one wonderful. For him, one for me. <laughs> for me, yeah. And it just kind of whoo and calms everybody yeah. down for the night. And, you know, there's none of that yeah. stress. Yes, yes. Uh, and those, that's because uh, that person understood one thing that a lot of our population still does not understand. That's because the ECS system is still fairly new. Yeah, It was not discovered until the 70s. I know I've said that a bunch of times, uh, but that means, you know, 20 years before it starts getting into curriculums and it being accepted knowledge. Uh, but then you're just about that human body. You don't understand the rest. But the, uh, the, the knowledge is, is that all mammalians have an ECS system and it's the metabolizing is the only difference. The rate at which, the number of receptors, that's really the difference between different species. Anyway, let's go to uh, the experience with the veterinarian. Uh, Can you speak to that a bit more, Uh, Izzy, uh, your experience with the veterinarian and how you would alter that or change that if you were to do this over again? 
Well, I definitely think that, you know, in addition to being a little bit dismissed for the CBD is the education part of that, you know, because, you know, it was over $500 to do a test panel for, to find out that my dog is okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's really frustrating. And to, to not only, you know, spend $500 on that, not even get a YouTube's worth of, you know, this is kind of the categories just to get a more overview. So I feel like, you know, that that's kind of what you should be getting when you go to the vet is kind of like, these are truly the, you know, the three buckets that this could fall in. And then here's all the information. And these are what our options are, where I don't really feel that I was given that way. But at the position that I was when I started, I didn't have the education. So I wasn't able to ask those questions. Okay. Like now I would ask the question, well, if everything came back clear, wouldn't we want to try a CBD or something first before we would try to do that? I didn't say that to them. I still have the script and I just haven't filled it, but I would have been a little bit more diligent on questions and getting more Cause I didn't even know there were three categories of seizures for dogs. Okay. So, you know, th- I feel like vets would get, uh, they should give you some more information. I shouldn't have to go to YouTube for $500. Well, here is a way that we've learned that you can talk to your doctor and your veterinarian. Uh, when, and so you could ask the question, Hey, would you think that CBD is a good idea? And you'll get a random response. Mm -hmm. But if you go up to the same doctor or veterinarian and say, so I read a few studies that said CBD was capable of doing this. Can you tell me, can you give me a response or some feedback on this? You now have pinpointed them. They have to answer directly to something that they are responsible for. So I have learned that, you know where I learned it? I learned it in uh, the world of indoor tanning. And vitamin D shortage, right? And so you, this patient would go up to the doctor and go, yeah, should I be getting some sun? You know, so is sun, say, or is sun okay for me? I guess that's what it was. Is, is getting a tan okay for me? And the doctor would just instinctively say no. And then I would instruct them to go back to their doctor and say, is it important that I uh, increase my vitamin D? And can I do that through exposure to the sun? Well, yes, of course it is. As long as you do it, you know, at these times. <laughs> I'm like, isn't that a, isn't that a No, that's a perfect. Answer? Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, so let's do that with our vets. If you can point very specifically at a question that is more clinically driven, more clinically backed, science backed, then they their answer will need to respond to that as opposed to an opinion that's broad, you'll, you'll get a much better answer. So very good. I like, I like that you did that. That was important. What, what, what else would you, have you learned in this process that you think our listeners would gain value from? So, and when I, when I think about that question, I, I, I maybe think about the entire three or four months of that mm-hmm. whole, very challenging uh, place. Is there anything that you would want to share? Well, I, I definitely learned more about, you know, the seizure situation just in general. And just so just, this is valuable information for anybody. So basically when is it an emergency? That was like a big mm-hmm. thing. So if it's over three minutes, then it's an emergency situation. And if you're having three uh, seizures within a 24 hour period, that's an emergency situation okay. because, you know, uh, if you've, not seen a seizing dog. It's, they have, it's like a colonic tonic situation where they kind of like flap and stuff. Um, 
I, you know, they're like, bring him to the emergency room. Well, my dog is 30 pounds. I'm not a very big person. And if he's flailing, like the fact mm. that you, you think I'm going to be able to pick up a 30 pound dog and haul it into the thing and get it to the, you know, yeah, there's, uh, you know, I didn't even, that wasn't even a thought of something that I would think that I would be, I wouldn't be able to capable of doing that unless I had somebody that was able to help me Yeah, where this would allow you the CBD. Now I would give me something to do instead of just like looking at him and not feeling, feeling helpless because you, you know, the whole thing is feeling helpless. So right. with the whole dog attack mace, I got a little, uh, late, little mini, um, taser gun, mm -hmm. okay. you know, which I would have used that. Okay. So, I mean, those are two things that I would definitely learn from that particular situation. Yeah. And then, I, I like that idea better than the finger. Yeah. 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 But if you don't got anything, I mean, I, uh, that's, that's armed with knowledge that I would have done. I would have done that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Not even have thought about it. Right. I would have used that when uh, I remember we had a show. I mean, we had a, yeah, we had a show at your store. Yes. And we had a pet day and we would have used that all day long had we had known it. Yeah. yeah. Once those pit bulls clamp. They, it's, they're locked they're on. Gone. I mean, I didn't even want, I was even nervous to use the mace even in the, I felt like I, I didn't, I did, but I, you know what I mean? There was still part of me that was like, oh my gosh, uh, you know, I wish I didn't have to do this. Yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. But because as dog lovers, we love all dogs. Yes, all dogs. Until, oh my gosh. Yes. Until, it, yes. Just like humans. We love all humans until they don't behave the way they should. And then they're in trouble. But you still, you still, you still give tough love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I know how to, yeah, oh, this is, it's scary. Um, it just what I hear from my customers, but my my grandson started having seizures when he was like one. And it's a childhood thing. He grew out of it. But it's so terrifying because you're like, you know, when I would babysit, they're like, OK, here's his medicine. If he starts having a seizure, right. <laughs> do this and do that. And I'm like, you know, oh, my gosh, this is so scary. Now, thankfully, he never did uh, when I had him. But um, it's just uh, it, you don't know you're helpless. Right. You're so completely helpless. Scary. Help. Ah, ah. So to yeah. have even, you know, even if those tools end up whatever, not being efficient, at least you have something to use. And so mm -hmm. that at least, yes, you're, it, I don't know, maybe it's just the peace of mind. I mean, what is it? God's like, if you make a, make God laugh and make a plan or something. So you want to be plan, you want to plan, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, yeah, you got to, yeah. Well, luckily the CBD does, and when they have it, because I've never really seen a dog have a seizure. Are they laying down? Obviously, they're laying down. Well, yeah, on it, their side. Well, that's where uh, Mr. Stanley Bear was on the bed, and so then he flails himself off of the bed, oh. and then he got underneath the bed because they're they move. Yeah. They're almost like they're glitching. It's like a dog yeah. glitching, literally. And the second one he had, he uh, the first one it was more just paddling. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, I mean, just glitching. But then the second one he had, he was like literally catatonic. He almost looked like someone had uh, taxidermied him into oh, like a position, yeah. you know, with his mouth was like all open. And it was, <sighs> just, so I never wanted my child to ever see that. That was another thing, you know? Yeah. So she, and thank goodness, was never around to ever see that. So, and we even made a plan where I just, if it ever happens, I want you to go in the other room and start timing. You know, because that's the big thing is you don't know what's going on. Purpose. Now right. she's got, now she can go and do the timing and then we can kind of uh, manage that. So at least that the, we all know what we're doing if it happens again, but hopefully it never does. So. Yeah, I, I would say not. Okay, let's, uh, let's, let's quickly do this one.
uh, an experience from both of you on what you have observed when you administered CBD. So when did you do it and what did you see? And then yours, I know, Kimberly, will be more through your customers. Mm -hmm. So Izzy, let's start with you. So when you give, what what was that? So you gave, uh, you gave uh, Mr. Stanley Bear some CBD and then you witnessed and then you gave him some more and then, yeah, so maybe help out. So, um, well, one of the things that Kim definitely, when I was listening to, you got to make sure that they have the dosage all in one bite. Cause like when I initially did it, I kind of just put it on top of his dry food. Okay. Well, he only ate like part. So I didn't know whether uh, or not I, he got it all. So the dosage sense. I think is really important. Okay. And so then it was putting it on bread and then, uh, with like a little peanut butter and giving it to him. And then the last couple of times I just kind of opened his cheek and just squirt it in there. Right. Like, huh? um, and I, yeah, like he'll kind of do like one of these but numbers, they but they it. don't get rid of it. And I honestly feel like that is probably the best route to go okay. because I feel like it, it happens right away. And for him, he just kind of had, there's like a, his, uh, he, he won't pant as much. Like I noticed that the panting just kind of, uh, just kind of chills out. And then I had one time in this lab where he kind of got sick okay. And I gave it to him right after he had puked. And it wasn't like, uh, it was like more like yellow bile style. And so I was wondering if that might be a precursor to a seizure. So I kind of gave him that and he was totally fine. Just kind of mellowed out and just kind of laid in the air conditioning. Because, I mean, dog, it's hot right now. I mean, yeah. For any dog. I yeah. mean, it's... Which is going to up the episodes yeah. just by itself. Self, yeah, right? yeah. So this is a neural thing. So any stresses coming from the outside can enhance it. Now, and you would be correct when you said administering it into the mouth and into the cheek, between the cheek and mm-hmm. the teeth, where that's where they can't get rid of it, just FYI. But the other is the bioavailability is so much faster in that route than if you were to digest it with the food. Once that goes through that process of digestion, it's a lot longer. So however you learned that, that was an accurate statement. Yeah, that that's the key questions. I always ask my customers, how much does your dog weigh? What what's What are you trying to solve here with CBD? And do they eat their food all at once? Right. Mm-hmm. If they don't, then you want to transfer it over to like a piece of bread or right direct. I mean, my, Casey takes it right from the dropper. I oh, just, wow. And she just licks and licks and licks until it's gone. Roscoe, no way. He's like, no, I know what that's going to do. That's going to calm <laughs> me down. <laughs> um, but he eats it all. and he, They eat all their food all at once. Um, so that's really the only true tricks uh, and plenty of fresh water yep. because it does, you know, you can they can get a little thirsty. But other than that, I don't, there's just no okay. side effect. All right. No. Okay. Can I, uh, can you tell me Mr. Stanley Bear's Instagram handle? Yeah, it's Mr. Stanley Bear. That's all it is, is Mr. Stanley Bear. Mr. Right. Actually, there's a dot, Mr. Dot Stanley Bear. Very ah. good. Well, I bet you if you did Mr. Stanley Bear like I did, yeah. you will get it, dot or not. Yeah. Okay. Go on to Instagram, type in Mr. Stanley Bear, Stanley Bear into the search, and I think you'll appreciate that you've done that. Because uh, it's kind of cool. Mr. Stanley Bear has his own social media. He does. Well, yeah, yeah he was on the news three times. And the, the third time we've, because everybody kind of ran away. So we found the lady that gave us the mace. Okay. So we did a reunion on the oh. last one, which was really cool that yeah. they, that we at least found her. So yeah. I could at least thank the people that saved us that day. It's amazing. So yeah. a skewed view. Uh, Mr. Stanley Bear has. He's gone through a lot. Mm-hmm. And now he's yeah. in celebrity head. Wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he's feeling a little bit of homeostasis. Oh, so a lot of homeostasis. Yeah. Working yeah. the yeah. way they should, which is so funny, like, because I always try and tell my customers, human and pet, you want to try and get your body into homeostasis again. We could all go back to being a baby, but all right. we're just not going to. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this uh, conversation to bed because I really want to hear about my so-called oh. reality. Oh yes, right. So, and we only have a couple of minutes okay. to do this, and so um, I really want that to come out because I think that also is incredible. Izzy, tell us about my so-called reality. Yes, that would be my pleasure. So, the my so-called reality is a. Um, I, you know, kind of reevaluated everything during the pandemic and, you know, decided that I wasn't going to, well, first of all, you color your hair based on your events and, okay. you know, and when you don't have any events, you I was like, oh, I'm not going to do it anymore. And then it kind of snowballed into this whole amazing women's safe space. So my so-called reality is a safe space that I help pe women, you know, just, I facilitate them finding their pathway in the art of aging. So everyone's is different. So it could be whether you want to you know, you want to go gray or you, I have my client right now. She wants to learn how to do reels on Instagram. It's kind of like, what do you want to do for the second part of your life? Like, what are we doing? You know? Yeah. And so let's have fun. And it's, um, I find that a lot of women, there's a lot of beauty channels out there about how to mask stuff and, you know, your style and stuff, but there's not really people that are talking about the mental game that you need as yeah. a woman. And as you're aging and, I found, you know, I just kind of posted that and then it just resonated with a lot of women. And so I'm just kind of going with it because, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's tough out there, especially with, you know, my kid's going to have to grow up with TikTok filters that make everybody look unrealistic. Yeah. And so, which is going to heighten the problem. Exactly. And it, it and yeah. so we need homeostasis. We need balance. We need to find a way to utilize authenticness with a little bit of, you know, kind of that in between. So yeah. you're, you're, you have good content and you look okay, but you're not too emphasized on trying to keep up with like a lot of the, the Botox and the, the, you know, there's a lot of things that women have to deal with. And so, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to create a safe space right. for them to be authentic, whatever they want to do. So if it, Botox is your thing, or if it isn't your thing, whatever yeah. it is. I think it, as you get older, uh, I, my hair is white. Yeah. So I'm completely white under this white hair. Yeah. <laughs> so my hairdresser and I were like, what do you want to do? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I want to go as close to my natural color. You know, obviously I used to be, a, I used to be a redhead, reddish brown hair, but now, so I couldn't continue coloring it that color. It's mm -hmm. just not that color anymore. Right. So this, you just have to go through these evolutions of things that you figure out and don't figure out. I tried Botox. I don't like it. Yeah. I tried that. I didn't yeah. like that. So uh, as you get older, you just kind of go, okay, wh where am I? Right. And what am I comfortable with? And... And, and make it fun to reinvent yourself for that second yeah. half of your life. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is I think a lot of people, for me, I wanted to go gray early so that my face was still young so I could kind of grow into my hair. If that, mm -hmm. So my goal is to make it so that women can do that, that, yeah. that, that that's normal. And the way that you see that is you got to see it, you know, you got to right. be like, okay, she can do that. I can see that because now I can watch my pattern because you said as you age, your skin tone and your hair, once you're trying to use that fake dye it almost ages you more it, mm -hmm. it, to, to some degree because it's not what you were born with. And so it is, 
it is amazing how um hair you know people are like oh it's just hair i'm like but it is hair you have I mean, gorgeous hair well thank you yes. but i was losing it that's why i kind of decided to do gray because i had it was just falling out left and right from uh, 25 years i started going color. gray uh, at 19 yeah. so 25 years of early. that and i just was like my body was telling me going back to the homeostasis and the yeah. balance you need to quit doing it. Just right. quit doing it for a little bit and just see if it can, if it comes back in. And now it's all back in. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. I went from like, oh. literally like it was, you could see right through to my yeah. scalp. So yeah. now I have my beautiful hair that I had growing up. It's yeah. gray, but it's back to that, you know, and I haven't gone through menopause yet. So it's not too wiry yet. Can I inject something? Yeah. Since you are a crusader of homeostasis. Yeah. So your body doesn't know how to do this. Your body knows how to do yes. this. But most man-made things on the outside that are, co are currently socially acceptable are also single molecule solutions. They have no ability to create balance. So every time you expose your body to that, your 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 ECS system has to fight to get itself back into balance. And if you're doing it at such a regular basis, like exactly something you're doing to your hair, wow, I could see that fight becoming a losing battle at some point. Everybody said it wasn't the dye too. Oh. Everybody. No, it's not the dye. It's not yeah. the dye. Mm, yes, it is. Wow. Yes, it is. And that's when we decided to go in this color, I was it was so that I could not color my hair as much right like once every three months okay all yeah. right we're being, okay we're being so told. what i want to make sure that is uh that is such an interesting approach and gift to women who just like if i were going to the gym i would want somebody to help me figure out how not to injure myself at my age it sounds like this is a great opportunity for those who want to fake want some assistance with the path not that they don't know how to do it mm -hmm. they just want assistance with it i think it's awesome and i want them to know how to reach out to you which is why i want uh, i shortened your conversation how do they reach out to you izzy excuse me you can find me on my website at my so-called reality.com and uh if you hit the subscribe i have a little uh survival guide for the first six months if you are in that want to change your hair and go to gray and you'll get that right away and you can uh Email me at heather at mysocalledreality.com. That's perfect. Izzy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. I love it. Hey, I'm going uh, to close this show out for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back with another wonderful episode. You can <laughs> count on it. So this is Ed. And this is Kim. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.